A Refugee Action Coalition advocate says around 40 asylum seekers that arrived on Australian shores by boat have been taken to Nauru for offshore processing. Ian Rintoul says three boats landed on the Western Australian coast at the weekend, with some finding an indigenous settlement which welcomed and looked after the refugees before they were detained by border forces and taken to Nauru. He told Lydia Lewis the situation is shameful. Well, there's about 40 people that arrived in two groups of uh, two groups over the over the weekend in uh, in Western Australia. They've now all been flown from uh, Western Australia to Nauru, uh, and it seems like all of them are uh, Pakistanis or Bangladeshis. We suspect that means Rohingya rather than uh, Bangladeshis. Uh, so it looks like there were Rohingyans and you know Pakistanis, and uh, so they're now they're now all in Nauru. And what are the circumstances of their arrival? I understand some of them were found or were seen at the settlement after arriving. Tell me more about that. That's that's right. Well, there's been there's been three uh, boats now that have actually landed on the Western Australian coast, and uh, so and that the refugees have actually disembarked uh, quite close to Broome. The last two groupings were a little bit north of Broome, but um, you know, close enough to find um, you know, an, an, an indigenous settlement just north of Broome. Uh, so they were you know, welcomed and looked after in the, in the settlement when they uh, you know, arrived there. And then uh, subsequently border force you know, were notified and you know, then you know, so they, they detained them, uh, you know, questioned them, interviewed them, and then finally arranged for you know, a plane to come to and pick them up from Broome to take them to Nauru. And what what's the difference between being welcomed and looked after in a settlement in Australia and then what they're about to experience uh, in Nauru? Uh, well, look, I think it's it just a, it's a stark difference, I think, between uh, the response of the Australian community and perhaps Indigenous people in uh, in particular who, you know, sympathise with, uh, you know, other people who are in such, you know, dire circumstances. And I think that's historically been the case uh, in Australia. There's always been sympathy with the Aboriginal community with, you know, refugees who um, are arriving, you know, by boat. Uh, they'll sometimes make the point about the, you know, the boat arrivals in 1788 uh, took their land away. The boat arrivals that are coming in 2024 are being imprisoned like, you know, like they, they are. So they see a very common, you know, connection between, you know, the way their dispossession, if you like, historical dispossession and the mistreatment of refugees who arrive by boat. Um, but the consequences now look very good. The Australian government, uh, even though it's the Labor government, they're, 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 they maintain Operation Sovereign Borders, every aspect of, you know, refugee uh, mistreatment uh, that we uh, came, came to know so well under the Morrison government is simply being repeated by you know, the Albanese you know, Labor government. Uh, so the boat turnarounds, uh, the you know, off, offshore you know, detention, the indefinite detention, the refusal to allow refugees to resettle in Australia, all that is uh, still the suite of, of policies from the Albanese government just, just, just as it was under the uh, you know, previous uh, Liberal government. Have lessons been learnt from the decades-long fight that you've been working on? Do you have hope that these refugees will be treated any differently from the refugees that were held on Nauru for so many years previously? 
there's no reason to believe that that will be treated any you know any differently. There are still no resettlement arrangements for any refugees that are taken uh, to Nauru. Um, as we know, uh, the Labor government bought people who had that, that, that in, when they were elected uh, bought uh, bought people from Nauru who had been on Nauru for. Uh, what was it? Yeah, 13, 13 years at the time. Uh, so the, the Labor government has got no different policies for the uh, treatment of these of the people that they're actually sending to Nauru. So there's no resettlement arrangements, uh, not with New Zealand, not with Canada, not with the US, with no one. So there is a prospect that uh, in 10 years' time, 12 years' time, the people who the Labor government have sent to Nauru are still going to be the, be there in very, very similar circumstances uh, to uh, the conditions in Nauru that prevailed for since uh, well since 2013 under the you know, previous uh, you know, Liberal governments. Um, one of the things which concerns us very much at the moment is that uh, so far the people who have been detained in Nauru are being held in communicado in what's called RPC1, which is a big administrative uh, area. Um, the administrative area does not have uh, mobile phone uh, connectivity. Uh, so even if people had mobile phones, they're not able to be used inside that, uh, that particular RPC1, inside that particular compound. So there's been very, well, there's been no contact uh, with um, you know, people who have been uh, sent to Nauru under the, you know, under the Labor government. So we've got a very little idea of actually how they are being treated. Uh, what we do know is that eight people uh, who have been sent to Nauru have been returned, they say, voluntarily uh, to Sri Lanka. But we've got no indication at all that the, there is proper refugee processing, that they're getting you know, proper, proper advice and uh, legal support or any kinds of community support because they are being held in communicado in Nauru. Can you just explain to our listeners what that journey would have been like from Sri Lanka by boat and how desperate someone's situation would need to be to even contemplate making that journey? Well, some of the people have come from Sri Lanka. The last two lots of people are Rohingyas and, uh, and uh, you know, Pakistanis. Um, but whether, it's, whether they're coming from Sri Lanka or whether they've come from you know, uh, Bangladesh or Pakistan, it, it, it does involve, for some, it will, it will have been a, a plane trip to, to, to Kuala Lumpur. Others may have, you know, gone by, gone by boat to Kuala Lumpur or to, by boat to, um, you know, to Jakarta. Uh, some uh, the Pakistanis may have been able to fly, you know, directly uh, to Jakarta. Uh, but the, we know one of the boats from, you know, from Indonesia to Australia took five days uh, to arrive at Broome. Uh, so it's, Five days of uncertainty uh, at sea, but I think the fundamental problem, the question, is really what is ha- actually happening in Bangladesh and Pakistan or Sri Lanka, for that matter, which which creates refugees. And whether you're talking about Sri Lanka, where the oppression of the Tamils is still a, a huge problem, where their where their land is still occupied, where the Rajapaksa regime still has a hold on on Sri Lanka. You're talking about talking about the situation in Bangladesh and the Rohingyas who have been displaced from Myanmar, uh, appalling circumstances in their refugee camps there. You might have seen the news. There were 7,000 people's uh, homes were, were burnt in, uh, in Cox's Bazaar, you know, late last year. We've seen the exodus of boats uh, that have attempted to get to uh, Malaysia and Thailand and, and Indonesia from the Rohingyas who are coming from, uh, you, know, Bangla, you know, Bangladesh, trying to flee the circumstances in those 
refugee camps for the circumstances of um, you know, being uh, you know, ethnically cleansed out of, out of Myanmar. In Pakistan, the situation has deteriorated in Pakistan, particularly in Parichina, which is on the border with Afghanistan. All this information about what is actually happening is known to the Australian government, uh, but they will still take no proactive uh, action uh, to defend the human rights of people either in their home countries or in the refugee camps that they displaced. What's worse is that they'll do nothing about the conditions in Indonesia. And people arrive in Indonesia, refugees who arrive in Indonesia now get no support from the UNHCR or, or IOM. And I think that's why we are likely to see more people attempting to get from Indonesia you know, to Australia because the Australian government um, won't provide the funds for IOM or UNHCR to support refugees in Indonesia and nor will they resettle refugees out of Indonesia. So there is... You know, around 14,000 refugees who are in Indonesia who have got nowhere to go. Um, they get slowly, you know, some, some get slowly uh, accepted into uh, Canada and the US and a little bit into New Zealand, particularly Afghans, but none of them, you know, come, you know, come to Australia. And um, as the, you know, biggest country in, the, in the Southeast Asia, certainly in terms of refugee, you know, resettlement for the Labor government to maintain a ban on accepting refugees from Indonesia is just, is, uh, you know, shameful. Thank you so much for your time, Ian, and keep in touch um, regarding this okay. situation.